Is it a gun that sucks balls? I'm the farting demon in this relationship. <laughs> I'd be an awesome rich person. You're both just an embarrassment. God, I'm awesome today. We're talking Tom Hanks and his vehicle. Yeah, I had my finger in my mouth waiting for you to finish. You gotta get four balls or something? Like dick piercing? <laughs> no, you know damn well I'm fucking that demon. It's still sexy. How could that be close and not be right? Yeah, I'll just kill some random dude. His wishes of blowjobs. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another Plotty Time mini-sode. This week, I'm tackling another topic in games. Sometimes I do this, I just talk about, uh, you know, things going on in the world of gaming. Sometimes they're tangentially related, sometimes they're directly related. But this week, I wanted to take some time, and I wanted to talk about a topic that is not necessarily controversial in games, but uh, it's a very complex, it's a very compelling issue, and we're talking about the crunch. So, to start us off, what am I talking about? What is the crunch? Uh, the idea is that you have these video games being made by very large studios or mid-range studios, even sometimes smaller studios. What they do is they come out with marketing material before the game is done. They say, our game is coming out, I don't know, October 1st. October 1st, our game is coming out. And uh, at that point, when they do a release date, it might be a year and a half before, six months before, whatever. Uh, it's before. So they set a date, and uh, they they... I'm sure I don't I don't work for a video game studio. I have no idea how they technically operate. Uh, but I have been I work for a big company that has been involved in a lot of big projects. And what I can I do have some perspective from the corporate world I could give to this. But essentially what's going on is there's a date. The product's got to be done by that date and ready to ship. And it may not be that exact date, maybe a couple days before or whatever. They got to like make copies of it or whatever. They got to have a date. They have a date. They must hit. So what happens is at some point the project runs behind. This happens. It doesn't happen for every studio. It doesn't happen for every game, but it happens a lot. And at that point, you have people on your staff working all kinds of overtime to just crunch in and just get the game done and delivered. Now, the problem and the reason there, I mean, there's there are technically pros and cons to this. Um, it is getting a very negative outlook from video game journalists, um, from uh, all kinds of other industries. But let's talk about, I know there's not many to it, but let's talk about some of the pros here. You got to think that if you have, do you, I mean, do you ever play a game where you're playing it, you're like, oh, it's not finished, or oh man, it seems like that idea didn't get fleshed out, or oh, clearly they just ran out of time and this level ended, and it's just weird and stilted, or like, they make up stupid parts of the story and end up exposition dumping because they didn't have the money to make this cutscene. We have talked about it so many times in the podcast where we felt like something wasn't done or it was rushed or they ran out of time or whatever. And basically the crunch is a way to get as much done to the point where they're happy with it. And I guess technically one of the pros to this is the fact that, you know, in theory, if you spend more hours working on a game the game will be better, right? Like, in theory, if you have a game and you have it's a big project and they spec out, I don't know, 700 hours of your time needs to be done on this game, you're like, okay. And then you get through the 700, you're like, it's done, it's good, but man, I just, I wish I could refine it more. Can we get another 100? And then you do and you're like, all right, great. And then you start working and refining and doing it better. So in theory, with more time, more bugs are found, more issues are resolved, and that's good. More time is being spent creating a good video game. Uh, the other thing, uh, possibly another another uh, pro to this, and I can speak to this. Um, 
I'd been involved in very large projects, and uh, specifically a couple of them that I've been in charge of and I've been responsible for. And basically, the failure or success of the project uh, really laid on my shoulders. And if it didn't work out or things went wrong, they had to be things I couldn't control. It had to be like active God at that point. I had to do everything. Not necessarily everything myself. I could delegate and get other people to help, but it was my show. So for these projects, um, there there were definitely a couple times where other people helped and assisted, and uh, you you really get into that tr- like war mentality. And what I mean by that, nothing's going to ever replace conceptually being in a war. I'm not I'm not trying to lessen that experience or the bonds you create from that, but uh, it's it's sort of a uh, colloquialism used being in the trenches together. Uh, you've all been through crazy experiences. We, you know, you work with a team for 15 hours for five straight days. And at the end of it, you get out of it and you, you did it. You accomplished it there. I can't tell you how good that feeling is when you pour everything you have into something and then people notice and praise you. I, I, it's the best feeling I've ever had in my life. Like simply like one of the most fulfilling career moments I've ever had is when that situation presented itself for me. And I, it, it, I get it. I get how, uh, especially like supervisors or managers can see this crunch as a team bonding experience and maybe are chasing that feeling again. I can, I, I get it, man. I get it. I, it's just the point I'm getting at is one of the pros is it's a team building experience. Um, and trust me, I'll, I'll rip apart all these pros in a second. So don't, don't leave yet. Um, the other thing that you could say is a pro is, uh, pos- and this doesn't happen to everybody. And, and this is the issues we're going to get into, but you could say it's, it's more work. Therefore it's more paid work. Therefore you get paid more or you get compensated in days off or you get more benefits or maybe you get stock or maybe you get a proceed of the profits and, these usually in bigger studios, that's what happens when people are in the trenches. They do that. They get something. They get maybe a cash bonus. Maybe they get uh, some stock, whatever. Uh, it's not a guarantee. It's never a guarantee. And let's just get into it. Let's just get into the cons. I mean, the problem with this is and this is the big issue in the video game world. And this is the reason mo- a lot of people are outraged about this. And it's because this idea that. You are going to be working nonstop seven days a week. You're going to be sleeping here. You're going to you're not going to see your fucking family for the last month before this game's released. The idea is that that's expected, right? Like the idea is that well, that's how the video game world is, and that's the problem. That this crazy abuse. I mean, it's abusive. I don't. I maybe you know take a turns out of school, but it's abuse. I mean. Forcing someone to be there, or not even like forcing them there, they'll be like, "Yeah, you know, uh, we cannot make you come in this weekend. Uh, you, you're, you're. We set the expectation when you got hired. Uh, this is a forty-hour per week job. We're not going to make you come in, but just to let you know, everyone else in the team is coming in. What are you supposed to do? Like, not be a team player, not be someone. You're going to let everyone else suffer." And you're not going to do your part. Like it may, they make they use that against you. Uh, you're, they use the team relationships and the people you on, you know and you, the relationships you cultivated, both business and personal, that they make you feel bad for not wanting to sacrifice your freedom. And uh, 
fuck them. Like that's that's not okay. Uh, the other problem we have with the crunch, just we as a society, if you make people work longer hours, if you make them work weekends, if you don't have a work-life balance, the work quality is going to suffer. Uh, you're either going to get into a position where people are just too flat out too tired. Like you take someone and look at them perform their job over two eight-hour shifts two days in a row. Maybe they make two mistakes, right? Two mistakes, catch them, they're fixable. If you make them work for 30 straight hours, they can make two mistakes in in the first 16 hours or 14, 16 hours, whatever. And then after that, you will see a demonstrous fall off in quality because they're tired and they don't want to be here. And you know what else you're doing? You're harboring resentment for your company, which is never a good thing you want to do. If people don't want to work there, they're going to leave. These are skilled positions. They don't need to put up with this shit. So, that's a con. Make be Treating people as if, you know, you don't have to be here, but you have to be here. Or being like, hey, you know, we had an employee a couple years ago. They didn't show up for any of this. They just showed up for their eight hours. They clocked in, clocked out, you know what? And then they weren't invited back to the next project. Well, that's a threat. That's They worded it in a way to say, hey, if you do this, this is going to happen. But I don't know if it will. Yeah, I don't know. That's a dick move. Um the other issues that also come up with the idea of a crunch is that uh, usually these are skill positions. These are not IT positions, but programming, uh, people who specialize in the engine, people who are designers, people who are maybe not as many voiceover actors. But, you know, you have people, a lot of different people come together to make this game. And if, if the engine people do something, that might screw up a uh, texture animation. That might screw up uh, the way particle effects work. And then all of a sudden, your one change makes work for 10 other people and then they have to come in and do it and it's just a snowball it's it's a big project with a lot of moving parts and changes can be very disruptive and that's okay if you have the time and the money because you can pivot you could change direction you could do something and then we all adjust and then we move forward and that's okay the the issue though is that you're basically forcing people, teaching them to work long hours in the night and just be like, well, that's how video games do it. If you want to go to another studio, that's how they do it too. That's how everybody does it. And the issue that comes from this is you often will have high skill, highly skilled people working for salary. And yeah, yeah, they might be getting well paid already, but you're asking them to put in more than what was agreed to when they got hired. So that's, uh, that's wrong. Uh, it's it's unethical and it's extremely rampant in the industry and it's it's rampant in a lot of industries it's not just video games anything where they have a big deliverable project you could see something like this but you also have to think about maybe you know where are all the big studios where are they um i think ea is in texas they have a big footprint in texas ea also has a big footprint in rebel city california silicon valley uh there's a lot of video game studios there uh, Facebook, Google, everybody's there. Anybody, any tech business is there. And I don't know if you've looked at how much it costs to live in San Francisco, but it's fucking bonkers. Absolute batshit lunacy. I mean, we're talking about thousand foot square houses going for a million dollars. It's nuts. So you may have a person that say they get paid a hundred thousand dollars a year. Seems like a lot, right? Well, it's not that much in San Francisco. Really, it isn't. 
I mean, especially when your rent is $3,000 a month. And I'm not talking just San Francisco City proper. I'm talking that whole peninsula. Um, if you go to Oakland or if you go to Milpitas, if you go further away from San Jose, yes, things get a little bit better, but then your commute's a fucking nightmare. So what do you want to do? Do you want to work these long hours that to make the money you absolutely have to make so you can give a better uh, position for your family? Or do you want to take the hit, drive, add more hours to your time so your family can be better off, but then you never see them? Uh, so that's also the thing. They're using the geography and the place where they live and work. This isn't, it's in New York. It's in London. It's in Montreal. It's in any city that has a studio. They, they will use the city's expensive nature against them. So that kind of like, yeah, maybe they get paid overtime, but it becomes to a point where it's a necessity. Like if someone says to you, Hey, we're going to pay $100,000 for this job, and you're like, I can't do that. Like, I need to be making 125000 And then they say, oh, don't worry. We'll get you an extra twenty five. You just have to work extra hours. You might not have, a, you may not be in a position to negotiate, and that's hard, especially mid- to lower-level people, uh, especially juniors get exploited. So it's, it's a bad thing. So what exactly is the benefit of crunch? Well, the benefit is that the company makes more money because the game is better. That's it. That's the benefit. There's no personal benefit. You are using human beings as fodder to make a product. And yes, the success of that product may determine the success of you. It may determine your future with the company. Um, A lot's riding on it. And I'm not saying that it's not important to do your best job on these. But what I am saying is that that may not even matter, and I'm saying that the reason you're in this position is because the company knew you wouldn't quit, so they overpromised. Uh, it's it's a big issue uh, with with crunch and with any kind of projects, um, especially when you involve IT, like especially because people don't understand what it takes to come up with a video game. They're just like, oh, you know, a bunch of people fucking sit in front of a computer, they bust it out. You know, it's not that hard, right? It is. It's big. It's it's a big thing, and if you're not in that industry, you don't understand it, you may be in a C-level position, you may be in an executive position, and you're going to overpromise, and you're going to underestimate. And uh, this can be very tricky, especially if you work in like a public publicly traded company, because you have shareholders you need to worry about, and you need to keep stock at a good price or moving up. So if you have a game that's supposed to be the big hot shit in July... And June 1st, you have to say, oh, it's moving to the next quarter, then your budget's blown for that quarter. And it could be a big, big problem. So how do we fix it? How do we make this work? Um, The only way I see a culture of crunch disappearing, I should say, the only way we're ever going to get rid of this is in situations where people have made mistakes and decide to fix it while also having the budget and big enough safety net to deal with the delay. Um, I I don't know, and and I'm going to get into this in a series about cyberpunk. I'm going to do a series about cyberpunk and talk about that and what happened there. But it's going to be a position where there's a deadline and it needs to come out. We've delayed it four times. We're not doing it again. Put out the game. And... 
that that's just a bad situation for everybody. But you got to think too, like you have you have ten million dollars to make this game. Uh, that ten million dollars is now in your project manager's hands, and they have to, you know, figure out how many people they need to hire, how many, what they need to provide for the office. Can people be remote? Do they need to rep- like workstations are in the budget? Like, there's a budget. They only have so much money, and if they can't do it, they have to ask for more money. And then the people holding the purse strings may say no, or they may say, we're just going to sell your company because we don't, we're done. Like we're not doing this. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a gamble. Um, but the problem here and the, the big thing to wrap it all up is it seems like the reason it's happening is because people are doing it on purpose at this point. Like it's just expected. It's just understood that if you're going to work in this industry, you're going to be working mad amount of overtime right around a game's release. And that it doesn't have to be like that. You could maybe say, okay, um, we have budgeted X amount. We, we're budgeted $100 million. Uh, the game is supposed to release two years from today. Um, so you, you need to be a project manager. You need to say, we're not going to announce a date until every department head says we're 80% done. Then we'll announce a date. And you do see this like with uh, other companies for example, oh, I'm struggling to think of some in my head, but I know you'll see companies that say, like big franchises, uh, hey, I don't know, I'm just using this as an example, but uh, it's uh, it's May 1st, new Assassin's Creed game, June 1st. It's like, holy fuck, what? It's because they didn't announce it, because they didn't create that hype. They didn't pick that date till they know they could deliver it. And I, that might be giving Ubisoft too much you know, too much credit, but the companies do that. Like, especially, I think, was it was it Fallout 4 was announced in June and released in November? I mean, you could say whatever you want about the bugs in that game, but at least they delivered because they you have to wait to a certain point when it's enough of the project's done that you can promise a date. That is basically the best you could do. The only thing you could do is what if you work for a company that maybe games are tangentially related? Like, what if you worked for Amazon and they're making... I mean, I know they just closed their... Was it Google? No, Google closed their studios, not Amazon. Say Amazon had a studio they created and wanted to do. Um, you could supplement with other aspects of the business. You have AWS making hand over fist with money. So if someone says, hey, um, we need to delay the game and we need another $50 million, they'll be like, okay, why? Explain. Okay, fine. Yeah, we don't care. Um, our stock may go down a couple pennies, but we'll make it up in a week. It doesn't matter. So unless the business is too big to fail... Or people start planning correctly, crunch isn't going to be fixed. Um, I did read an interesting editorial on Kotaku. I can't remember who the person was, uh, and I apologize, but they mentioned and did an editorial saying that if your game was created by a studio that instituted crunch, you don't deserve to get best direction of the year. You don't. You don't get, you don't, you're not allowed because the direction was poor because you made people crunch, which I completely understand. I mean, I'm paraphrasing the argument. You can look it up on Kotaku. In fact, I'm going to pause it and find out. Okay, whew, back. That was just like a second for you, but it was seven days for me. Anyway, uh, a gentleman by the name of Ian Walker wrote on December 11th, 2020 for Kotaku, games made under crunch conditions don't deserve best direction awards. And it is an editorial. I I think they're right. I think it's not a good direction if you completely fucked up your dates and money, and now you need to take a human toll to finish the game. But, uh... Yeah, so to wrap this all up, to bring it around, for the most part, people aren't happy about this. Um, It's going to be... 
unfortunately, a lot of the skills uh, that people run into, I mean, you have people who can code, uh, they can get a job anywhere. Uh, you can move into DevOps, you can move into other coding related fields, you can move to front end, you could do full stack anywhere. Uh, so those people can just go find other jobs. But some of the people who do and specialize in after effects or lighting effects or particle effects, um, I mean, what's their, what's their other option? Video games or movie special effects? That's it. Where they also do horrible amounts of crunch. Uh, they're pretty screwed. So what's the fix? I guess the fix is plan better, guys. Plan better, plan a cushion. And you should be giving out bonuses and profit if they come in under it. And they could say it's up to you if you want to crunch or not. Make the employee make the decision for themselves, not force them into doing it. And, uh, you know, I, there's probably people who love the crunch. There's probably people who love doing it. They love that feeling, like I mentioned, and they want to keep doing it. And that's fine. But if I were to sign up for a job that said, hey, you're never going to have to work nights or weekends. And then the first thing, first big project that comes along six months from then is like, oh, we need you to work nights and weekends. I'm like, we didn't talk about this. I'm, I'll do it because you're in a precarious position, but I'm not going to do this. So you need to either fix this or I'm leaving. And I'm fortunate that I could leave, but you know, like I said, not everyone can. So what do you think? Do you think there are any positives to this? Do you think it's ever going to be fixed? Do you think the industry needs to fix it? Do you think they should unionize? Which they fucking should. That's me saying that. But what are your thoughts? Uh, let us know. Plottytime at gmail.com. Uh, get to us on the socials at Plottytime on Instagram and Twitter. And then uh, you can also head over to YouTube. Watch our waterfall logo thingy. While you listen to the podcast, like and subscribe there. It really helps us out. So stay curious, get out there, play some video games, talk to you later. Peace.